Listening Dog Media. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. He's one of England's most capped international players. Seaman is the man here. He's one of the world's most decorated goalkeepers. And it's somehow kept out by Seaman. That is a fantastic save. This is Seaman Says with David Seaman. And Seaman, what a magnificent save. Hear him. Breathtaking. Like never before. Hello and welcome to Seaman Says. And later on in this episode, we'll have some news about Seaman Says Live. So stay tuned to hear about that. Right, where shall we start about the weekend? Because there were some brilliant results, some shocking results, I must admit. Um, <laughs> I think we might start with a shocker. Bournemouth beating Liverpool. Mm. Like, what, what's that about? You know, like Liverpool going hammer Man United and then they lose away to Bournemouth 1-0. I just, yeah, I was shocked. I think the word is bonkers, David. It's just <laughs> yeah. bonkers. You, you actually, you, you wouldn't rule them out turning it around against Real Madrid but such is their season that one minute, you know, they're they're thumping United by seven, and then this, I I can't work it out because you look at the team, and it wasn't wholly different, was it? It wasn't it wasn't a massive change, lots of rotation. So why can a why can a team put in a performance like that one week, and then another week it's completely off the boil? I don't want to point it just at one player because, of course, this is a collective, and it also rests with Klopp as well. I, I mean, behind the scenes. There's, there's clearly some energy issues as well. They can get up for one game, maybe not for another. But I do think that Virgil van Dijk is so crucial. The way that he plays dictates how everyone else is playing. And if he, that's what I look for now. If he starts and he looks like he's having a little bit of a wobble or someone could maybe get in behind him in the first few minutes, then I think, oh, well, that's it then. 
<laughs> they're having one of those days. <laughs> I, know, I know what you mean. And, and to be fair, Bournemouth, they had, they had a few other chances as well. You know, and it wasn't it wasn't like it was a like a lucky win or anything like that. You know, the, the goalie didn't have a great deal to do, if I'm honest. Um, you know, and it was just they, they they I don't yeah, they must have their eyes on the on the Champions League game, but like you've got a you've got a clawback three, you know, and against Real Madrid in Madrid. So yeah, I was I'm annoyed because it meant a big deal to the bottom of the league, you know, and I've gone above Leeds and they've gone above <laughs> Southampton and all that sort of thing. And then Everton won. You know, yeah. so yeah, it, uh, it it was a bad Saturday, but Sunday was a lot better. <laughs> I've got here it's only uh, on I think it's three other occasions that um that teams have gone on to have a shocking 9-0 in the same season thrashing and then that team has come back and beaten them. So you've got back in 94-95, Ipswich did it. So Man United absolutely skinned them 9-0. They came back and won 3-2. Saints did it against Leicester a couple of years ago and Bournemouth and Liverpool. So that's three times a team's been beaten 9-0. That is why you gave us that statistics. Isn't it? It's just so you can say Saints did it against Leicester. (laughs) (laughs) So transparent. So cynical. Adam's enjoying the weekend. I know. I know. Man United only had ten men, but a point at Old Trafford is still a point. Is is one more than what Arsenal got at Old Trafford? Oh. As yes, you mentioned, was, as I did. As <laughs> I was at Reading watching this game uh, between Liverpool and Bournemouth. Uh, yeah. There's a press room area, and they got it on the TV. And I walked in there just as Mo Salah skied his penalty. Oh, I couldn't yeah. believe it. That, that's the thing, though, with, with that type of penalty, Lindsay, because he's obviously he's left-footed, and, and and if you're going to go for that, like sending it out to bring it back in to the post, you know, like, or just inside the post, there's always that risk of that you don't get the correct amount of bend on it, and and yeah, it it, it looked it looked really bad. It, it only just missed the post, you know, when it went past the post, but. Because it like went straight into the into the stand, it just looked so bad. And no, you, you don't expect more sides to miss stuff like that. It was the end point. Yeah, yeah. you know, it was. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, that, it just added to the frustration of Liverpool. But um, you know, they, they've now got their mind on um, on bigger things. But I still can't. I can't see them getting that back. Not in Madrid. But at, at the bottom of the league, you know, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, Leeds are now second bottom. You know, and it's but the un, the only good thing about it is that there's a lot of teams that are still involved. You know, there's probably a good six or seven teams that could still go down. You know, and uh, there's only a few points in between all of them. Yeah, so like Palace in twelfth, and then that down, any of them could go down. Everton's win was a big win for them. You know, I was. Like I was, I was watching it. I was just thinking, like, no, <laughs> you know, all these teams are like are, are just stepping and going above Leeds, and yeah, it was the Saturday wasn't the best Saturday in the world, but Sunday, well, I didn't watch Arsenal. I was actually I was doing a VIP tour at uh, at the Arsenal Stadium, actually. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I do. I do like two or three a year, um, and last I was supposed to do one about a month ago, and I got COVID, so I had to cancel that. Um, you know, so I, I did another one, and there's, I'd, I'd show about thirty people, thirty or forty people around Arsenal, about the, around the ground. Obviously, not on match day, 
um, tell them a few stories. They get to they get to go into the dressing room. They get to go on the pitch. They get to see like all behind the scenes at uh, at the uh, Emirates Stadium, and uh, it all ends in a in a very nice lunch in the uh, Diamond Club, which is the best way to watch football, by the way. Wow. <laughs> wow. And with you as their host, I mean, I've seen some tours around the Emirates and there's a guy and he does a very good job, David, but he's not you. <laughs> Thanks, <Lynch. laughs> Yeah, but it's, I only do like two or three um, a season and, and, and that's it, you know, but it's, it, it, I enjoy it, you know, and like the, they say, oh, you know, do you do lots of these? I go, no, I don't do lots of them. I just do two or three, but I enjoy it and keeping it, you know, just to that number is, uh, is perfect for me. Did you tell them all about the podcast? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we, we I know, because we go into, like, where the TV studio is. And obviously, when we go in, it, it's empty. It's just like a box room, and it's tiny. And they can't believe that this is where, like, all the TV pro- programmes are, are, are from. And, um, yeah, first thing I'm, I'm into is, like, yeah, you know, when I'm on my podcast and Seaman says, and this, you know, <laughs> telling them about... That I, that I don't watch a lot of football or I didn't what used to watch a lot of football until I started my podcast. Now I've got to watch bloody everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, um, no, it's nice, you know, and like they say, they, they get to go into the dressing room. They, they can, they go out on the, on the pitch. We go in the press room, all that sort of stuff, you know, so it's, yeah, they get to take photos of themselves behind the, the like the, the the press box bits, you know, and pretend that not, they're the not in the and... press thing, but they can, you know, like in the dressing room, you know, yeah. they, they go and sit like the dugout area and that. Or oh, they used to be able to sit in the dugout area, but now they can't because they've all got brand new seats and they're always covered, so oh. they have to go and sit just to the side. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that took us off nicely at the bottom of the league because I was getting depressed then. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but back back to the top of the league. And yeah, Arsenal's performance was a brilliant performance. And it was funny because at the end of the, going back to the VIP tour again, but at the end of it, um, they go into the Diamond Club, but that also overlooks the, um, there's like a club level at Arsenal in the back. And there was people that were actually, they, they do a gig in there where you can pay and they were watching the game, you know, so they're having a few beers watching the game. And the Diamond Club overlooked it, so I actually got to see quite a bit of the game as I was ch- chatting to the people because I was thinking, "Oh no, it's two o'clock, the game's kicked off, and everything." And <laughs> but they'd got big screens on and everything, so it was it it was good. And then I got the second half on the radio on the way back home. So I knew that you were going to win, and I'll I'll tell you the moment that I knew you were going to win, and that's when I believe it probably was Callum put out a tweet saying David has gone for an Arsenal win and Lindsay has gone for a draw. What do you guys think? And I thought, right, that's it. Arsenal are winning now, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, as much as I was confident in my prediction last week, I wasn't I wasn't feeling it for this game. I don't know why. I just felt that, you know, like Fulham, are, they're unpredictable this season. And I just, I didn't know. But yeah. I, and, soon, and then I saw the first goal where Martinelli was ruled offside. And I was like, no. But luckily they, they scored a, a goal straight after that, you know, from the corner. Um, Aaron made some good saves in this as well. Yeah, he made a brilliant save, you know, but at 3-0, you're 3-0 up, and, you know, so it's it was a really dominant performance and the fact that Jesus came back as well, got on the pitch, could have scored as well yeah. on his return, you know, had a great yeah. chance. Um, a little bit more composure. Yeah, you know, and it was just, yeah, I was really, I was like, 
smug. That's the word. (laughs) 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 I got my smug face on in the car. (laughs) Nobody could see it. I was gutted. Did you see the uh, the howler from uh, from Ramsdale where he passed it out and it went straight to a Fulham player? Yeah, he's he's been doing that a few times. Oh, you know, hearts mouths. I know, but he, because he he plays, he's being asked to play out so much from the back. You know that you you're gonna get the odd one. You know that that goes astray. You know it's just like touch wood and everything at the moment. It's not leading to a goal. Um, you know, but it, it's something that he's working on and. You know, it's when you, when you take risks like that at the back, you are going to get caught out sometimes. You know, but it's um, it, I know what you mean though. It, it looks really bad, doesn't it? It but, does. Um, yeah, yeah, I think you're about two up at that point anyway. But it, yeah, yeah, that was um, yeah. But that, that changes the game. Yeah, but it yeah. changes the game if that goes two one. You know, and then you look at people like you, you know, even like Courtois and Allison. You know, the two howlers that they had a couple of weeks ago. You know, trying to pass it out and then pass it straight to a player like that were, that was in the box. Mm. Courtois, you know, he tried to control it and lost everything, you know. So um yeah, that the the play I'm still not like comfortable when it when they do do that at the back, especially when they're trying to pass it into midfield players. That really gets my heart going. <laughs> <laughs> Boot it long. Like, no! Boot it. <laughs> Send it. <laughs> Have it. <laughs> Go back to January for a moment and Mudrick was on the wish list. Didn't get him, went to Chelsea. Instead, you get Trossard, three assists in this game, and he has slotted in so seamlessly. And if you compare like for like, first choice versus second choice, your second choice is doing a lot better, I would would argue, than it had Mudrick come in. No, definitely, Lindsay. And and not only did we get Trossard, we got Jorginho as well, for for even like half the fee. You know, so like they were going to pay, what, 100 million for Mudrick? And then they get Trossard and Jorginho, who are like proven Premier League players. Mudrik's taking his time getting used to, you know, the pace and everything about the Premier League. So when you look at it, the way then the way that he played yesterday was just brilliant. And not you know, people think oh he's playing a striker, but he doesn't. He does that. He floats into the midfield. He like he drops off at some stage. I saw him like even past the midfield players getting the ball. You know, like on our own side. Um, and he does it brilliantly, and then he's got he's got the the talent of a winger, you know, where he can take players on and, and then get not just like get across him, but like really pick out players as well. So he, he's been a brilliant signing, you know, and that's all credit to to Mikel, um, you know, and and Adu as well. He's got to take some credit because they got, he was getting a bit of stick probably towards the end of last season when you know who beat us to Champions League. Um, you know, so it was, it was, you know, when, when the, when the things start going right, then they deserve some credit and, and the both of them have, have been brilliant. Mikel and, and Edu, especially in the transfer market, you know, it's, um, it's brilliant to see that they're, they've just slotted in, like you said, they've just slotted into the way that Arsenal are playing and are really influencing the game. Can I get your thoughts? on Nick Pope he should have had a red card and actually I'm really oh. fed up now because we've had we've had a couple of big decisions go against us this season yeah yeah when I, when I first saw it Lindsay I was like oh no he's going he's going to get sent off again you know when I first saw it live and then when I saw it again I was like how can it not be a red card because he's like he's all right he's not gone with him gone for him with his hand but he's he's took him out with his shoulder you know and, and they've mm. slowed it down and everything and why are VAR not looking at that? 
you know, and even on, I nearly said on match of the day, they, they talked about it, but no, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird match of the day, by the way. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll come on to that. We'll, I've got something to say yeah. about that. <laughs> All right. But yeah, and, and then, so then when I, but it was on, obviously it was on Sky, but I looked at it and I was thinking, oh, you know, because he's, he's not the best with his feet. We know, we all know that. And Newcastle keep playing it back to him, and, and his touch was a shocker. You know, he's, he's, oh. it, we, we talk about it. When, you know, when you, your second touch is always a tattle. That's that shows you're not good with the ball at your feet. <laughs> second touch is a tackle. <laughs> you know, so it's it's you know with with Nick, he's he's known for that. You know, and he yeah, you know, and I saw him after. You know, I saw the way that he reacted, and you could tell he was a little bit nervous afterwards because he knew. He knew he got away. He should have been. Should have been um, off. I know. Yeah. You know, that, and it would have been. You know, if they if they see that and they see that it is a, a foul, you know, and then one of the, the guys on Sky says, "Well, but if that was outside the box, that would be a clear foul." You know, so what yeah. what is the difference? All of those West Brom fans in VAR. That's what I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted the referee that we had at Old Trafford. He, he saw it straight. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. But that's the other thing, you know. Like he, he saw that he booked him, and then VAA got involved. VAA, VAA, VAA. Is that the six emergency service? <laughs> Brilliant, Lindsay. <laughs> Sometimes it is an emergency service when it disallows a goal. <laughs> but um, yeah, when, when when VAR got involved, they they saw that it was a uh, you know it, it, his foot had gone above the ball, Casemiro, yep. and his studs were up. You know, and he the, and the the other thing was is he, the way that he went in for the challenge, he like he jumped into it. That's that's one of the the main factors as to why he went off. If he'd have, like just gone in with his you know, like on the ground and then slid his foot and his his foot went over the ball. Sometimes that can happen, but he jumped into the tattle as well, you mm. know. So I think that's what made the decision a lot a lot easier. How long's he banned for now? Cause... Four games. Because he's because he's seen he's had he's had a red card, a straight red card before. Before. That was three yeah. games. So what, yeah. two, three games ago now? What was it, Cal? Yeah, so he's had two red cards in three league games. Yeah. Is that what it is? And <sighs> never never had a straight red in his career before that. Wow, <laughs> and United had had hadn't had any for I think two years over two and three and now yeah, he goes against yeah. two in three games. Ouch. The first one was questionable. Oh, that was the hand to the neck or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah to be fair, that was a bit harsh. I felt, um, but the yeah that the one the one on um, at the weekend you can't you can't argue about that because his studs were up. It rolled over the top of the bar the ball, and then he just the way that he jumped into the tackle anyway was. Yeah, was always going to be problem is the consistency because there's other tackles yeah. that have been like that as well, and the, and they they don't give anything for it, um, and that, this is where the problem with VAR is again. I'm sure Adam would have taken a point, but really oh. with ten. No, no, no! Don't give me that! No, no, no! Not with ten. It's Old Trafford. <laughs> it's United. It's it is. I could see Dave's fist pumping there. I know. That's what I said. A point point is fair. (laughs) Where's Southampton, mate? You could have got three points. To be fair. Exactly. Could have done. Like De Gea. De Gea. Well, he was the man of the match. Amazing save. Yeah, that I know, says something, you know, so that's, it? Yeah, you know, and then War Prowse hits the bar with another free kick. You know, like that was like so close. How? And how poetic 
would that have been for Ward Prowse to equal Beckham's record at Old Trafford? Oh, had that, oh yeah. that would have been something. It's that not easy would to have make, been something. It's not easy to make records at Old Trafford. <laughs> 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 like winning the league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and De Gea was rooted to the spot as well. He wasn't yeah, getting that. Oh. It took a little deflection off the wall as well, and and you know, you know, you know oh. when you ain't saving it. So it's like, don't bother diving. Yeah, <laughs> save your oh. energy. Got it. <laughs> this episode is now longer than match of the day was on uh, on Saturday night as well. So uh, well done, everyone. <laughs> we haven't even spoken about that. Uh, I know. We haven't I even know. spoken about it. We've got to talk about this because the highlights. I tuned yeah. in, as did millions of people who wouldn't usually watch. Can I just put that on record? to say that all those stupid people that are putting messages out there saying, oh, match of the day was better and it goes to show it because they had 500,000 more people. It is like a, it's like people who slow down on a motorway. You know, that's what it is. It's people just having a look because they had all the news this week. If six episodes in, it didn't take a tanking, then yes, come back to us. But there is no way that people would usually watch this programme. It was awful. It was so bad. And they didn't even play the titles, did they? No. There was no... There was none of that. None of it. I just eat all this. music for the podcast. Love it. That's going on social media. Yeah, exactly. The weirdest thing for me was that there was no commentary. The commentary, I was like, there's not even anybody talking. balls up at the BBC. Yeah. I mean, come on, no yeah. contingency plan and not having the rights to the commentary. Oh. <laughs> I mean, no, but they did have a contingency they... plan. No, 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 no. They could have used the World yeah, yeah. Feed commentary. They could have, honestly. They're, so right. Premier League Productions, yeah. who I've worked for for a long time, they provide world commentary and any host broadcaster, including the host broadcaster in the UK, is entitled to take that feed. So they could have had commentary, uh. but they opted not to. Yeah, well, you know, as as we all know, you know, they're, they're trying to take a stance, and uh, it's not working. You know, and well, it's think, not. They've uh, they've already said he's going to be back at the weekend. They've just yeah. announced. You it. know, and it, and it just shows mm. you, you know, that the power of freedom of speech. You know how much people appreciate that. You know, Gary was told. You know, he was told in no certain ways that he can't say stuff like that. Then he's asked to to step down, um, and he just he dug his heels in, and then yeah. he got all the support from like everyone. Mm. You know, yeah. all his colleagues, all his co-producer, uh, co-presenters. Righty, I love Righty so much. Righty, I know, exactly. But it just shows you that, you know, you can't just go in there with a massive hammer and just say, right, this is going to happen. You know, you know Gary, everybody knows that Gary loves, he loves to go on Twitter and say what he does. You know, and it's freedom of speech. You know, so mm. the backing that he's got has been brilliant, I, I felt. Yeah, and and look, the point that he was making, I don't think it even matters which side of the fence you sit on, whether you agree with him or you disagree with him. I think what people have to appreciate is there's been... They've been hypocrites because they've let other people in much more esteemed positions when it comes to Mm. politics have messages. You think of Fiona Bruce as well on Question Time recently. She got quite a lot of criticism um, for sort of brushing under the table domestic violence. But you you can keep going and going. And I think if they've got a blanket rule for everybody, 
then people would accept it. But it feels like it's okay for them, but not for him, or okay for that person, not th- not for that person. Mm, and standards. you cannot operate a global corporation like that. You can't say that these people can yeah. and these people can't. Yeah. No, well said, Lindsay, because, yeah, and I'm so glad that he's coming back now. And you, will you watch the figures that'll be watching that one? <laughs> yeah, that'll be yeah, nice. Yeah, it's exactly. even bigger as it should be. But there's yeah. always yeah. those... Those people who I never want to bump into in life, those people that came out from under a rock to say, I prefer, yeah. I prefer match of the day without without any commentary and presentation and pundits. Oh, my word, yeah. No, I know. Oh. I know exactly what and you so mean. so does everybody else. For, There's 500,000 more. <laughs> Get back under your rock, people. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Let's see what Gary's got to say at the weekend. I can't wait, honestly. <laughs> Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Seaman Says Live. An evening with David Seaman. On Friday, we announced the very first Seaman Says Live taking place on Monday the 24th of April at the Clapham Grand. And now we can tell you who will be joining us. Our very, very special guest will be... Mr. Ray Parler. <laughs> Not only an invincible, he was an incredible as well. Brilliant. <laughs> Cal, have you got a cheering sound effect there? <laughs> oh, hang on. Oh, he's found all sorts on there. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> all right, all right. Pipe down, pipe down. Yeah. Well. Wow. <laughs> It's only Ray Parler. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's Ray. It was Ray's fiftieth last week, right? And then and Talk Sport got on to me about you know if I'd do like a voice message for him, and you know I said happy birthday and blah blah blah. Then they asked me to to send in their, my best, my favourite memory of Ray Parler, mm. and um, and I told him about when he scored the goal against Chelsea in the cup final. When who, who was it that said it? Was it Max? Max Rushton said, oh, it's only Ray Parler, or the commentator or somebody, somebody said, oh, it's only Ray Parler, and he smacked it in the back of the net. <laughs> Is your gift for Ray's 50th an appearance at Seaman Says Live? 
Yeah, that's all he's getting. Mm. He bought yeah. me nothing for my birthday ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I told when I was on tour spot, I told him I said, Ray, just a bit of advice, pace yourself on your fiftieth birthday. Yeah. Said, just like you used to on the Tuesday clubs. <laughs> <laughs> Will we hear more about the Tuesday clubs when we're on stage? Yeah, Ray Ray's really good fun. You know, I've done I've done a, a, a theatre thing with him before and he was He's got some great stories, you know, especially Arsene Wenger. Yeah, and, yeah, England stuff as well. Um, yeah, and he he tells them so well. You know, he's uh, yeah, he, he's very very good. You know, and obviously they're at Cheltenham this week, so hopefully he'll have a few stories from Cheltenham as well with a certain Mister Brazil. He won't remember that he's been booked by the end of the week. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say he won't remember <laughs> yeah. the week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing what on the 24th of April? (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, I've got his number. (laughs) You can join us and Ray at the Clapham Grand next month. Tickets are on sale now from seamansays.co.uk forward slash live. Seaman Says Live. Join us at the Clapham Grand on Monday the 24th of April. Save of the week with Safe Style. For great saves, you can't beat Safe Style. Right, guys, it's time for Save of the Week with Safe Style. And yet again, there's still there's a lot of saves to uh, to choose from. Um, Mr. De Gea mm-hmm. performing heroics again at, uh, at Manchester as uh, Southampton created a lot of chances. Mm-hmm. But he's not the winner. Oh. Aaron, he made a really important save. All right, so it was at 3-0, but it's still a really good technical save down to his right. Um, even, you know, Fraser Forster, by the way. Yeah, and Made a, a brilliant save. save just before the goal, you know, tipped it over, made a penalty save. But he's not winning it either. Even Bernd Lino made him making a lot of saves against against his former club, Arsenal. But my, my save of the week, and Adam will like this one. Oh, I know which one it's going to be. But hang on, I've just got to give a mention to Linz because Josie Saar made a few really good saves as well. Yeah. Um, you know, so he, he he gets a shout out. But this week's winner, and like I say, Adam's going to like this, is uh, Bazunu from Fernandez, where he tipped it onto the post. Yeah. Oh. When, you, when you first saw it, you weren't too sure whether he got a touch on it. But, you know, when, when they slowed it down... They even slowed it down on match of the day. <laughs> <laughs> they had two, they had nothing else to show. <laughs> you just saw that, you know, it was a it was a really quick reaction down to his left and he got the slightest finger touch on it. But if he hadn't got that, that was going in, you know, and that would have changed the the whole complexion of the game. Um so Bazunu against Manchester United from Bruno Fernandez is my save of the week with safe style. Get in there, son. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Seaman says, in conversation. Later on this week, we're chatting to Dr. Mark Prince from the Key and Prince Foundation to talk about the important work he does. Just to make you aware, this conversation includes some difficult topics, including knife crime. So you you talk about you know how you can pass on all this information. Yeah. Yet, where where did you get the information from? <laughs> You know, did you have, you know, did you have anybody that you could go to and actually talk to? Okay. So a lot of this has been about how I've looked at my son's life, me as a dad, uh, what I wanted to pass on to him. 
And it's also to do with my own journey and what I've learned from being a kid homeless to becoming successful and then to continually educating myself and growing. So my doctorate is an honorary doctorate from a university. Now, uh, you'd never think, what am I doing with that title, Dr. Prince OBE? It just doesn't make any sense. But what's happened, it's, it's enabled me to teach the young people that education doesn't stop when school ends. Education continues. All it is, is information and action. It's simplified. Get the information out of it. You are an absolute G. If you can get information and apply it, you look like a bloody professor. You look like a doctor, <laughs> man. You look like the smartest kid on the block. If you want to achieve something and say, okay, let me find out first as much information as I can take in and then apply it and become what I want to become. Because anything you want to achieve if you're going on a journey, you've got to pack that bag with what you need for that journey. And life is a journey. So you've got oh, to pack yes. your mind <laughs> with the information that you need for the journey you're going on. You, you can't yeah. pack your stuff with things you don't need and you're not going on that journey. So I'm not hitchhiking. I'm not climbing mountains, you know, but I've got all this climbing gear that I don't need. And sometimes school kind of reminds yeah. me a little bit of that. I'm not knocking it. Reminds you a little bit of that. You're stacked with all this information, but you're not using it. So, and I think that the mindset information, all of it you can apply, all of it you can use. So I, the vision is that first we create the blueprint of what it is we want to teach kids. We're saying continue with schooling if that's what you want to do, but allow us in to do this, uh, this education class with the young people. That's one. So we've got outreach work. Number two, here's the real focus. Create an academy where I call it future champions because I believe all of us are. We are all champions in our own right. It's just whether we've been taught how to tap into whatever gift we have and to be able to use it turn it into, you know, the, the Bible talks about your gifts will make way for you. That means God is saying, I built you with something, a talent and a gift already inside you. It's seeded in you. And on your journey, you discover what that is. I've discovered mine. And young people need to understand that they're on life is a journey of discovery about yourself. And they get lost because this world taught them it's about having things possessions, money. So all, when I talk to children, what do you want? I want money. So, okay, but when we start asking the questions of the whys and the whys and the whys, you keep asking the five whys, you start realizing it's not the money you want. It, there's something else that you want, but the, res, the reward of that is having options. That's, that's all money gives you. It just gives you up. They'll give you happiness. They'll give you all these stuff. Just gives you options. We'll be back with the full chat with Mark right here on Wednesday. And don't forget, you can get your tickets to Seaman Says Live with our special guest, Ray Parler, from seamansays.co.uk forward slash live. We'll see you all later. This is a Listening Dog Media Production. Sports 
Social Podcast Network.